This is Kate, and I want you to know that Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy, and I have partnered up. MyPillow has fantastic products. Not only the amazing MyPillow, but dog beds, absorbent soft towels, wonderfully soft sheets. I mean, the most amazing softest sheets. The best in the marketplace. Luxurious robes, incredible mattresses, you name it. He has the very best products for the very best price. You won't find these prices anywhere else. You also get to support two things. Mike Lindell and, of of course, Truth and Radio, my show. You get to support both of us and keep this show on the air when you buy these products for your home directly from MyPillow.com. There's a lot of advantages to buying direct from MyPillow as well. Wedding gifts, Father's Day, Mother's Day, just the very best products for your home. Use the code word Kate at MyPillow.com and get the best discounts, and you'll be telling everyone about these products. Those towels get every bit of moisture off your body. I'm not kidding. The sheets, oh my gosh, the soft sheets you will ever experience. You really need to get these great products and help us both out. Keep this show on the air. And Mike's movie, Absolute Proof, is a must-see. It's all about the voting fraud. So make sure, support both of us. Go to my pillow. Use the word Kate. Get steep discounts on everything. I really thank you for this. Thanks, you guys. Isn't common sense supposed to be common? The struggle is real, my friends. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Are there faculty who are upset by the Polytechnic mission? Sure. Will they go into their classroom and do their job? Yes, they will. And I have found that that Polytechnic is is what we're doing now and where we're going. So as a marketing standpoint, it is um, more authentic. I'll say that. Now, I was a little sad because I, I the tech is sexy. <laughs> still, I did have concerns with, the, with Poly, Utah Poly. It didn't quite work the same as Cal Poly because we have some... We have some different things around here. At first, why change the name? I mean, that was my first reaction. Uh, but then it took a metamorphosis for me to be educated and understand the true pain that so many people felt. So we cannot help but conclude that with all of that good effort, it has been intentionally wrapped in a predisposed strategy to demean, disparage, and defeat the Dixie name and minimize adherence to the history, heritage, and traditions of the residents of southwestern Utah, or better said, the people of Utah's Dixie. Much of the information presented has been, at best, quite anecdotal. Other more objective parts, including surveys and supposed community assessments by consultants and poll that you have hired have been very much called into question. Yet you seem to have simply ignored the question and continued as if the data is absolutely correct or really doesn't matter. There are those in this community that do in fact represent thousands who object to what you are doing and are able to largely discredit the work of your consultants as well as this process. You all know what Utah's Dixie is. It is welcoming, caring, and inclusive place. If you really think that there is a racist bone in our community's body as a reason to change the name at our university, then you don't know Dixie. The disregard for the residents of southwestern Utah has been rampant. Well, amen to that. Randy Wilkins, I love the uh, 
I love that. And uh, the stuff in the beginning, don't love so much. That was from the meeting um, that took place. And, of course, uh, several people weighing in on the fact that they were just going to do this thing. They were going to change everything up, whether we liked it or not. And uh, had been in motion for quite a long time, actually. We'll be talking about that. But uh, what an hour we have for you um, to, to start the show off. And I had uh, laryngitis the last couple of days, so the voice is doing a little better. I I'm in Facebook jail for uh, saying that I sounded like a tranny, and so uh, somebody must have reported that. Uh, usually, they don't find those that that fast, but I'm in Facebook jail for about a week, so you won't find me posting. I can't post about the show. I can't post about anything. Um, but I just wanted you guys to know that, uh, and uh, I'm glad my voice is back. It certainly wasn't back yesterday or the day before, and um, happy to be here and uh, really happy that Larry Myers is running for county commission. Was really glad to to hear that and and support that. Larry's been on the show numerous times and an awful lot of common sense can be found with Larry and Larry understands the Constitution. Love that too. Um, I know there's a lot of people vying for that spot and uh, I know uh, Larry would be a fantastic choice. And and then also I just wanted to mention there are a couple of events coming up. We'll talk about those in the show too. There's a land um uh, there's a gathering to understand how to put your land in more concrete terms, the, the, the house that you own, the land that you own. Coming up this Saturday, Ron Gibson is in town uh, at the new Marriott in Washington and can teach you how to solidify your land under the, under the right types of um, you know, secure agreements and, so, and, uh, and paperwork. And so we'll be talking a little bit more about that at the end of the week. And, uh, of course, Chris Ann Hall tomorrow, Uncle Milty tomorrow. Today I have Melissa and Susan, thank goodness. And then in this hour we have uh, Tim Anderson, attorney and uh, attorney here, international attorney, attorney here in St. George, and also spent considerable, I think more than a decade, right, on uh, DSU Foundation. Yes, uh, yes. Dixie College Foundation. Dixie That's right. College Foundation. Uh, I think I'll always call it Dixie College. It won't be anything else to me. Well, the name of it was the Dixie College Foundation, yeah. and that's, I think, how it remains, which is kind of nice. Yes, absolutely. Tim, Matches up well with the history. Yeah. When, yeah. Uh, when listening to that opening clip, there were several comments. One... Um, by Jones, who uh, who was uh, commenting on why the name Dixie, and then all of a sudden I was educated. How were you educated? Was my big question because uh, if you talk to the residents down here, and we've done a number of shows in the last week about this, and the reason I did so many shows, people might be asking because that was kind of a that's something I don't usually do. I don't usually stay on one topic for an entire week. Um, but George uh, Staley was nice enough to come in to talk about all the data to talk about the actual Cicero report and all the things that happened in that Cicero report that did not reflect a name change at all. Nothing, nothing in that report. And I think that's my biggest problem with all of this, um, trying to adhere to some new cultural norm. Uh, the cultural police is the fact that nobody here wanted to change this. Nobody in Southern Utah, the actual data did not reflect a name change of any kind. And I feel like things were extremely manipulated um, and decided uh, without anything to back it up in reality. So that's where I'm coming from on this. This is what this is what I think. Um, but I certainly cannot wait to get your thoughts on this and uh, from the beginning till now and your involvement. And you might want to tell people a little bit about you. Well, I, I serve, I'd first like to say I appreciate being in being the presence of a true Facebook felon. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you. And so you, Multiple time offender. Yeah, yeah, c- continual right? offender. There, there may be rules on that one. But, um, and another thing is you heard, heard the words of Randy Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Randy is such a humble person. And yet, yes. when we look in the history, and this is what we're talking about, is a lot about history. If we're, you know, we know of Jacob Hamlin. That's right. actually my wife's great, great, great grandfather. Oh, wow. But are there Jacob Hamlins here in our town today? Those that settled this. And I would say, community. if I were to say, who is the Jacob Hamlin of our community today? It would be Randy Wilkinson. Hmm. <clears throat> so people yeah. should listen to people like Randy, who has a lot to say about this and feels strongly and deeply about it. But <clears throat> that's, I think, what many of us do. That that, uh, and not just those that were born and raised here. I wasn't born and raised here. I'm from an Air Force family, and so. Mm-hmm. I grew up largely back east in the Washington, D.C. area and in, in Europe, hmm. but ended up here as a, a started my practice of law many, many years ago, back when there were two stoplights in town. <laughs> there are now, I think, 113, so the, <laughs> well. the city may need to correct me on that, but I think in the area, there's at least that many, so things have grown. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, And so I, I have the best of all worlds. I, I practice with, a very, with the state's largest law firm have the office here in St. George and uh, get to live here and do stuff all over the place. And so it's fun. It's interesting. Nice. But things happen. Things come up. And this is one of them. And it's a time when you see what's going on and you figure you need to jump into this. I was invited into this by a group of young people. And look, I hate to tell you how old I am and I won't, but I'll tell you the young people in their 40s and 50s, <laughs> they seem to be, right. they were meeting in the city park about a year ago mm-hmm. and wanting to gather to deal with issues because it was the kind of the post-George Floyd time and they're concerned about the community and what's happening around the country and they invited me to come and help them organize. And being, you know, a child of the 60s and 70s, uh, right. I was ready to jump right into that one because sure. we did uh, do a lot of stuff back when we were kids in this, in this, in this country. But we look at what some of the things are and the concern about what was going on um, around the country, obviously, at every because we saw the the optics of it in in Philadelphia and Chicago and places like that and Seattle and stuff. And you think, when's that going to come? When's that going to strike us? Well, we kind of started thinking about it and we started seeing what was happening. And we realized we're being struck in a different way. Right. And I even think more that that's the truth when I start looking at the timeline of what's got us to where we are on this Dixie deal. Yeah. So the group, though, we became DSUHC, stands for Defending Southwest Heritage Coalition. Mm-hmm. And at DSU dot, DSUHC.org is where people can go to, to join and be involved with us. And you can find us on Facebook and other places. But um, what I thought was interesting is that if you look at the timeline, there was this really incredible... Um, me, uh, this incredible video done by the university that came out on February 28th of 2020. Mm-hmm. It's all about the history. It's all about uh, about uh, really uh, uh, the, the the dedication to history and the devotion to the past. Now it all fits into the future. And what's so great about it is put out by the university mm-hmm. to help develop a lot of camaraderie and student uh, involvement and morale among mm-hmm. the, for, for the university and donations maybe and, i don't know well I certainly mean, that yeah, too but sure. it was very very well done and, sure. and, and leaders and the student leaders and, and and administrators were in the video and then by july 1st we have the university leadership starting to hear rumblings about this idea of changing dixie i think part of the hospital had changed its name mm-hmm. there had been some issues with the convention center which we straightened out right and um but then we hear the university doing this and then it gets a little more troubling when at the president's uh, state of the university address on the 23rd of September, 
when uh, we had when the the former mayor of St. George, mm-hmm. Danny MacArthur, had written a letter that accused the university of trying to hide some stuff, not being forthright and trying to under the cover of hiring experts and stuff to try to justify a change right. of the name to get rid of Dixie. And and the university just came all unglued. The chairman of the board of trustees accused us all of, of divisiveness and made declared that there is no, no secret plan. So that's so interesting because it's shining a light on the deceit isn't isn't the divisiveness. You guys bringing it up is the divisiveness. Yeah, suddenly that's, we're the bad guys. That's odd, huh? But then, <clears throat> but then you look at where it, what happened, and it came out in the Desert News today. Hmm. Desert News says, "Hey, wait a minute, we found something." Of course, we knew about it way ahead of time. Right, right. The news a little bit behind us, but it is, is on a year ago today, June twenty third, twenty twenty, the university reserved forty four name domain names. It isn't curious that almost all, a whole bunch of them were in the names that were ultimately in the proposed names in the hmm. love, in and, the love communication study this just is, this last month. This is after David Clark, uh, president of the trustees, said that no plan was ever in place. No, actually, right? this is way before. Oh, wow! This is on June twenty third, and he okay. said that on September twenty third. The twenty thirds <laughs> are big here. Interesting. And so that happens, right? And so we realized there was a secret plan. And so that was in play, and then it went on to December 14th, which was just kind of mendacious Monday of December 14th, 2020, when in one quick stroke, they went with the President's Council meeting about midday, and early afternoon, uh, the Board of Trustees met. They looked at the, at the Cicero survey mm-hmm. and got a PowerPoint presentation on it, and then they immediately vote to move this Waste to the no legislature time, huh? to, to get rid of the name. Hmm. But the thing that's, that's, that's scary here and concerning is... How did this all happen so fast? Right. And why is it that they were telling us one thing but doing another? A lot of times the problem isn't what they're doing, but it's how they go about it, which leads to, I think, the most critical issue. Mm. And it relates back to George Floyd. It relates to critical race theory. It creates a lot of things. Someone in this process decided, we're going to do a survey, Mm -hmm. and we're going to deal with, we're, we're going to go out and ask people in the community, show them pictures, right. racially intolerant pictures from this this city, this, right. this school, and then, 60 years ago. And then people, wrap it up in a bow. People hmm. that, yeah. We're going to come we'll right get back. We'll back in a minute because i got to finish this oh, one. Oh, heavens yes. Tim Anderson is my guest attorney talking about the Dixie. What's going on at Dixie College? Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. A little Gettysburg soundtrack for you. And, uh... Welcome back. My guest is Tim Anderson, attorney, and uh, really entrenched in this fight for uh, for Dixie State College uh, to retain its name and heritage. And uh, I also wanted to mention before we get going again that Caldwell Banker Property Management, if you need somebody to overlook your property, uh, your investment, and deal with the renters and the contracts and all the stuff you know you don't want to deal with, who does? <laughs> uh, make sure they're the ones that
ones that do it. Uh, these guys have a stellar reputation. They're very good at what they do. They're on Riverside Drive. The phone number is 435-272-4699. You're going to love them. And uh, you can go to CB, stands for Caldwell Banker, cbstgeorgerentals.com. Uh, Matt over there is just a stellar guy, and he will take care of you. And I'm telling you that this is the team that you want to take care of your property, and uh, they'll take care of everything, the accounting and the tax preparation and you name it, they'll take care of all of it. Isn't that great? You don't have to do it. Also, go to Tropical Pool and Spa and get a bullfrog hot tub. Did you know that you can turn down the water temperature and have like a mini pool in your backyard? I know, it'll stay really nice and uh, and it's really nice to be able to cool off. <laughs> so, you can just park yourself on a lounger right in the middle of your spa. <laughs> Seriously, it's that flexible. Make sure that you get a bullfrog hot tub. They are uh, the best. They last the longest and uh, they're the best quality ones you can buy. Um, and also a swim spa. Swim spas are amazing and both you can take with you when you move. So go to Tropical Pool and Spa. They, they have the experience. Those are the guys you want to hire. Um, and they'll do it for the best price too. Uh, Tim Anderson, let's continue on. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what happened after George Floyd because that seemed to be sort of the the hook that everything started. They, they started to use that that experience of the George Floyd experience on, on Dixie. Well, well, of course, first the bumper music there. Yeah. Uh, I, I grew up not far in the D.C. area, not far from Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been a historian since I learned to read. And uh, I, I can give the three and a half hour tour at Gettysburg. So oh, and have done that. it many times. I love that. I'm a history buff, so I love that. But I, but I just say that, that we always wonder what caused this. And the university, for some reason in their plan, they wanted to change the name. Either they thought it was inconsistent with the, with the STEM technology direction they wanted to go. Or they had other reasons, but the other reason was one that was unfounded. And that is that they sent out their Cicero agents, basically, to do interviews with people around the area and showed them pictures of Dixie back in the 60s, 70s, 50s. Some some of these pictures 60 years old as to what it was like then, when all around the country. A little manipulative, if you ask very, me. Very wow. racially intolerant country, not just in yeah. Dixie, not just in St. George, but everywhere. And then they come to, they show it to people who weren't born then. Right. People who weren't here then. Yeah, and then they yeah. ask them, what is your current perception? Yeah. Can you of look Dixie? through the goggles of 2021 and tell us how you think and feel? Yeah. That's nice. So, if yeah. the, so that started the mm. brush fire that turned into a forest fire when they started to implicate racism in this community. This is one of the most tolerant, kind, thoughtful yeah. communities you're ever going to find. Well, Everybody this is wants why to move came here. here. So we've never had a problem getting students faculty we've always 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 grown and they've yeah. always staked the claim in our growth how did we grow if we were such jerks i mean how, yeah. why would people have flocked here why would be why would we be named that one of the number one growing cities in america over the last 20 30 40 years had had that not been the case it doesn't match uh-huh. right the why, why would the parking problem be so huge around the university <laughs> exactly they want to come here and they come to dixie the right. professors come here to teach mm-hmm. at school with this name the students come here to yeah. Yeah, they didn't have to. They chose. But when you start throwing those sorts of barbs out at your own community, people aren't just going to sit back and take it. Good. And so what I think, what I surmise from this is that this is in the post-George Floyd era, era where they're looking for a cancel culture strategy everywhere. So instead of burning down our shopping centers, right. we didn't have that happen here. No. Instead, we have a small group of leadership at the university who decides they're going to change the name of the university. They're going to do their social mm-hmm. signaling and try to cause that to happen. And obviously, given the deep-rooted history, culture, heritage, and, uh, and, uh, and history of this area, the citizens were not just going to sit back and let it happen. Yeah. 
So that's how we ended up here. Who put that thought in the mind of the president or the leadership? We've got to figure that one out because mm-hmm. I just don't think they thought it up on their own. And it may just be some folks who live somewhere on the East Bench in Salt Lake who suffer from what I call East Bench myopia. <laughs> I like that. They don't realize that we're a suburb of many places, not just Salt well, Lake City. You and I are both not you know, from here, yet we right. would never in a million years come here and try to change the history and heritage here. It always amazes me when people do come to do that, what's in their minds, because what are they gaining from this? I mean, they're gaining to be a generic city like all others with no history and no um, um, no no past so that they can join the woke culture and take the new city that they just got into um, with them. And I resent that as a person who has come to respect what's here, not take anything away from this place. This place is beautiful and has a wonderful history. Well, I've spent a lot of my volunteer time in higher ed. I was on, a, mm-hmm. the, I was on the board of trustees at the University of Utah for eight years. <clears throat> and six of those years, I was on the executive committee. So I, I kind of know how universities work. And, it, this, and the University of Utah is an incredible place. But we have a lot of these similar challenges. And that is that in higher education in America, it's largely run and operated by people who are very liberal, extremely progressive. And so to try to set a standard in a community like this, the only way you're going to succeed, particularly in this situation, is to start chipping away at the history in the background. Right. There's a professor at this very college here in St. George that wants to tear down a statue of one of our founders. Why are they here? Why don't and, they go to some other city then? That's what I don't get. They can choose anywhere they want. Why come here and tear down rather than go somewhere else and build up? What, what is this, what's the point of this? Well, I think they're trying to change things. It's like one of the pe- members of the of the committee that when Randy Wilkinson and Ralph Atkin and Darcy Stewart walked out uh-huh. Monday, two weeks so ago. I applaud them. Gosh, uh, so great. One, one of them said, yeah, we're not here to make history. Yeah. We're here to change history. Right. That's what one of the people on the committee said. That's just disgraceful. And that's right. just what they're trying to do. And you, all you do is change the story and then you take away the connection that people have to their families, to their past, right. and to their land. But, and this is Utah's Dixie. It has a story. It's a place. Yeah. And, and you explain this to people from out of the area. Once you explain it to them, they understand. If, they, if they're bent on trying to pr- mm-hmm. pr- pursue some political f- approach to it or some ideological approach, it'll bother them. If they yeah. just want to hear the story, right. usually it's no big deal. What's interesting is, is with all the pictures they've shown, with the expensive groups that they uh, did th- that they hired to do the polling, and even the manipulative questions. I mean, I'm giving you my two cents on this, but there's such the manipulative questions to direct an answer. I mean, my gosh, it was it was well, probably like you like you'd witness in court. You know, you're basically telling the person how to testify, right? And uh, and so here we are watching all of this, and I I'm they have to to me they had to deceive in order to do it because it wasn't working none of this stuff was actually um coming out in the cicero report as evidence that this community was in favor of any change so then what do you do when nothing reflects all your efforts when you're trying to change so badly you know the history well then it seems like you just have to just say things that aren't true and and just ride the wave of calling it a fact that that's what it seems like to me you tell me if i'm wrong it's just that well, as a witness to this i'm i'm just horrified what's well, an interesting strategy but it would be, i'm sure lawyers listening to this think <laughs> it would be so great to put the cicero people on the witness stand oh man love communications Wouldn't and, it? and my offer is still open like it was a month and a half ago to the president i'd love to meet yeah. with him for about an hour and a half discussion 
just him and me, but let's do it in the Cox Auditorium. Let's invite the community. And he can defend his position so on this. So you're I'd saying be, be open and honest it. and let's discuss this in front of everybody. But that's not the way and, they do it. They do huh. it in little meetings around tables and closed doors, and they call them public meetings, and they give notice. to. They meet the minimum requirement by sending out notice 24 hours before, and they it's such a small room that the public can't show up. Yeah. But if they're going to make a decision like this, the Board of Trustees, so such a momentous decision that affects the whole community seems like the whole community should have the right to be there i would think i would think because this affects everybody and everybody they people should get a voice in this and when people are told they have to sit there and be quiet and and, and are not allowed to speak you know these people are getting paid by our tax dollars our tax dollars get funneled into this university and these people they think that they basically own that and i don't like that it's very manipulative to me this whole thing has been extremely manipulative manipulative and i've i just have noticed on, from what I see, a lot of deceit. Why did they have to deceive? Because, because really and truly, this there wasn't a problem. So they, to me, and and from what I've witnessed, is they had to invent a problem in order to do well, this. It's it's fair to say there are certainly those that would find it's a problem. Maybe there are a people few. that don't like BYU, sure, so it's a problem. Sure, yeah, <laughs> don't like Utah. That's a problem. Right, right, right. And so there, you can't create a name that everybody's going to love. Mm-hmm. But we have some of that. Where, where I understand we're one of the top universities, schools in the state for international yeah. students. Very obviously successful it's not program. An issue. <laughs> so obviously they like being here. Yeah. <clears throat> but but the thing is, like with the board of trustees, you understand that's made up of citizens. Mm-hmm. That's not just that's not people that are employed by the university. They're citizens. The reason why we have them is they should be looking out for the community. They should, we don't expect the board of trustees to be experts in education. That's the president and his staff and those group. But you expect if the president and his leadership group come up with a really dumb, boneheaded idea, right? the leadership there, the board of trustees should, should say, say no. wait a minute, you can't do this. I mean, I, I, I was a trustee for a long time at the U, yeah. and many times we had to do that because that's why you're there. But instead, they seem to just back away from the responsibility and get walked over with the exception as we know there is one trustee that's breaking ranks and i won't give you his or her name at this point but that person has taken a strong position in defense of dixie and that will be coming out hopefully more will follow i hope because this strange name that they got going now is just that that's upsu or ups you i mean it's a very interesting remember it was at the bottom of the list in in the love love communication study dixie was the top polytechnic university at the bottom right and there is a is a demonstration happening at the university tonight. Yes, would you please talk about this? This is tonight, you guys. This is cool. Now, being a being you know coming out of the '60s and stuff, mm-hmm. being a student, then you we were we were kids. We we're out <clears throat> trying to change the world. We got some young people in the game here. They don't like the name Polytechnic University, and so they've been having fun with the UPSU name, and they're going to have a rally. And we're and DSUHC is going to be there to join them, help Good. them. We're, but it's really cool to see young people taking up this cause and starting so to, to cause it because I, I would say in a lot of cases young people don't these days i know i'm glad they're seeing through it and they understand what's really happening here because i to yeah. me it's really obvious but maybe to some it's not and so maybe the youth will kind of get people to really examine what's happening and that's at 7 p.m at the bell tower at the university and we're inviting everybody to show up. This could be really fun, and the weather isn't so terrible. We've yeah, it's great. Seen some clouds out there, so maybe we got a <laughs> so chance tonight. This is uh, the twenty third. If this ever runs on a rerun, by the way, uh, June twenty third, and tonight at what time and where? Seven o'clock at Dixie State at the Bell Tower. 
the bell tower. I love this. They really need to see a swell of support and all ages, everyone in the community is welcome. Uh, please, we need to show support because we've got to show in numbers that this, I think very, and I'm going to keep inserting how manipulative process that I've seen. And I've been commenting on these kinds of things for a decade. This is just insane that it's happening here and that that uh, that they seem to, to be getting away with it. Let's not let that happen. There's things we can do. Well, the things we can do, especially we need other leaders, politicians, mm-hmm. community leaders to jump in on this. Right. We have a problem with some of those that have sort of sat on their thumbs when they could have done something about exactly. this. Exactly. Been more outspoken. <clears throat> very, very much yeah. so. And, and, and also certain leaders, community leaders, city council people and mayors and stuff, who need to jump in and be leaders on this and not sit back and say, well, it's I'm at the universities, waiting. there's nothing I can do about this. I'm waiting this. for things to play out. I'm really tired of that. But I'm impressed with what I understand. When, well, we'll talk about yeah. about the renaming of a street. Yes, we'll come this. right back. We'll come okay. right back more with Tim Anderson, attorney. So glad he's joining me today. Tonight, <clears throat> 7 p.m. Bell Tower, Dixie State College. Be right back. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. You're on the right track. to have you listening in and of course oh, make sure you get over to ABC Auto Body Central. These are the guys that are going to help you. You know the insurance companies don't tell you whether or not you can choose your provider and so they give you a little list of names. Well guess what? <laughs> You get to choose. And uh, ABC Auto Body Central in Washington actually has such a five-star rating because people that work with them absolutely love them and are are willing to uh, give them that five-star rating because they are just amazing to work with. And I know, see, I have these these kids that were teenagers that wrecked a few of my cars. And ABC was uh, just incredible enough to take these cars and turn them into uh, looking like brand new again. And so I have my hat tips off to ABC. Um, my teenagers did not make that easy. Uh, so make sure sure that you get over to ABC Auto Body Central. I don't know of a better group, a more talented group of guys, a more honest group of guys that are going to work with you on your car. And they're going to do an amazing job, get you back in the car. And uh, when the car rental companies are raving about ABC, you know that uh, they're that good and they'll work with the insurance company for you. So get over to ABC. Um, my, my guest is Tim Anderson. So happy that you're joining me, Tim, because you've been such an outspoken voice on this. And let me just tell you, um, just such a, a credible outspoken voice because you've you've been in the thick of this and I don't think people realize that you know you were on that board and uh, uh, for Dixie uh, the foundation and that you served there as the attorney and you understand this heritage you and I are both not from here we don't have a history that goes back generations basically right here in St. George, yet we respect and love this heritage more than anything. And I can't imagine coming to this community and not doing that. It just, it strikes me. I, I'm blown away by people that come and want to change this. Well, I, I, It's a beautiful I, heritage. I, I do have quite a bit of experience in higher ed. I was never the attorney for Dixie, though. I was no, just, no. but I did serve on the foundation yes, for many, many years and for 12 years as the president. Uh, Randy Wilkinson was the president for 13 and Dick Whitehead was for, I think, 13 years before me. So we had a lot of experience with that. And then the things that are going on obviously trouble us. But we look at the need for 
uh, our leaders to really stand, step forward and affect things that really will retain the heritage, history, culture, and tradition of the area. And, and what can be done? Well, one thing I noticed that uh, Councilman Hughes in St. George mm-hmm. proposed renaming the street in front of Dixie as Dixie State University Boulevard. Right. So they can name it whatever they want, but the mail's going to Dixie State University. <laughs> now that's good. Now yeah. I think someone out of the 60s would have done that mm-hmm. because you have to be in their face. Right. You have to be effective. You have to, make, you have to grind these things out. There may be other things. For example, why is the St. George, the St. George Chamber of Commerce promotional group just called the Sunshiners now? Yeah. Now, when my dad was the was the director of the chamber, he created them. Hmm. It was the Dixie Sunshiners. When yeah. Arthur Anderson right. was in charge of the chamber, it be, he created the Dixie Sunshiners. The word Dixie needs to be there. Yeah. So our local, our community should look at that and say, Chamber, you have to put the name Dixie back where it is. I like it. If you look at, uh, why, why don't we have on our electronic billboards that are controlled by the city, where they have words like Greater Zion, or yeah, they have the time and temperature. Why isn't it popping up saying, Welcome to Utah's Dixie? And, and so on. There's different things we can do that, re, that keep this in right front and center. But with regard to the university, there's a number of things that can be done, creative things that can be done by local leaders. It's not just enough to stand up and say, I'm from here. And so I'm against changing the name. Mm-hmm. They have to be actively doing what they can to keep the name from being changed. And that's what I'd like to see. I love it. Tonight, 7 o'clock, Bell Tower, Dixie State College. Please show show your support. I love that these kinds of things are taking place. You'll be speaking. Yeah, I understand. I just got invited to speak Good. about an hour ago. So Excellent. that should be fun. They need you to speak because uh, you're well-versed on this issue and you understand what's taking place. And like I've said, uh, to me, this has been manipulative. It's inventing a problem and then using that invented problem to make a, a case for a change that never should have been even really taking place in the first place. Um, but it, it went out on press releases from the college as facts. And these facts never stemmed from the actual information they got from the Cicero report. So there's so much bad information here that people have received that they think is factual it's not so if you were to look at this at at what dixie state college has put out there you would think that this whole town thinks that it's a it's a it's a racist town it's not that's not at all what what is going on here in fact the actual data showed otherwise oh yeah and there's so many thousands of people involved (laughs) at dsuhc and now these young people at the university also taking it on it's because we're offended by the strategy that was employed by the university leadership. They understand. They've offended everybody. It's time for them to just pull the plug. That'd be the smartest thing. Mm -hmm. This is a pretty forgiving town. They need to say, we're not going to do it. Here, we're not going to do it anymore. If they were to say that, we'd all go home. And they'd be okay. But this idea, this polytechnic idea, you know, you have to understand that at the graduation, they graduated about just a little over 2,000 students. Of the top five majors, which took up about 80% of the students, they were all liberal arts. They were business. They were nursing. They were uh, uh, communications and all these other areas. It was not computer science. Right. So why this? I mean, why a polytechnic school? Well, we haven't launched any rockets (laughs) from from Dixie. I tell you, it's only going to happen on the 4th of July from the stadium if they're allowed to do that. And so we're not in a position to even think we're a technology school. And that's kind of hard to try to be one when you have so many people in other areas, languages and history and dance and art. Right. And uh, I just don't understand why. All that? Yeah, it, we're a community college. Yeah. We're, it's a four-year school. We also have a community college responsibility. 
And so to try to move in this other direction, just I think it's just uh, ill-conceived. What's the point of this? Why? What? Why? I mean, why change uh, what has worked and what is working here? Why? Why change all of this? What do you think the point is? I, I really think this? it's it's the influence of the sort of the higher ed industrial complex. We have people here that feel that that's the way they make their name. That's the way they succeed. Hmm. To move that and and change the name. Yeah. But it's a it's a un, it's a it's an unnecessary foul. It's an unneeded injury. Right. And they just shouldn't have pulled the, they should not have pulled the Band-Aid off that injury because it didn't have to happen. Right. We're not proud of what happened all across the country of racism the way it was in the 60s and 70s. But, but that we was, are in 2021. But that was everywhere. <laughs> and now we're very concerned about it. <laughs> yeah. But you don't change the name Dixie in this, in this community because of it. Right. It's an overreach. It's an unnecessary reach. Yeah. It's a total disrespect for the heritage, history, culture, and tradition of a people that Amen. keep being added to. Amen. Let's take a phone call, shall we? Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yeah, did I hear you guys say that there's a place in St. George called Cox Auditorium? No. There is. I yeah, mean, there is. Oh, see, I think that's offensive and that should be changed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, All that's right. named after Merv <laughs> Cox, one of the most wonderful people that ever yeah. walked the Red Sands. <laughs> You know, uh, it's it's interesting, though, um, this uh, I'm offended, you know, the I'm offended mantra, because uh, a lot of people can find offense at anything they want to. And does everybody have to change everything to appease a few? And I think in America, that should not be the case. And I think that uh, they're, it, it's, uh, they're getting away with this. And they're, they're saying that they must appease a few people, a few people that, that are offended um, and to squelch the voice of the masses that say, but we're not offended. Why, you don't, maybe you just don't understand. Maybe you're just not educated enough to understand the history of this area. But from a marketing standpoint, it's a total marketing 101 D minus. Yeah. And the reason is, is that just take McDonald's. Now, they right. tried to have a bratwurst. Yeah. I loved the Browers. Right. But you got to go to Chicago to find the McDonald's Browers. But they tried it nationally. It didn't work. Right. <clears throat> when that didn't work, they did not change the Golden Arches. Yeah. When, when uh, Nike found out that their shoes were being made mm-hmm. by prisoner children, child labor in China, mm-hmm. they fixed that problem. Right. They didn't change the Nike Chevron. Yeah. And that's the thing about branding and marketing that is totally misunderstood at this university. So true. And if you're listening from all other places, uh, not from here, let's say, because I know a lot of people listen from other states. I know you have this going on in your community, too, because it's a national, it's sort of a national movement. Uh, Little busybodies who want to invent some problems and then they want to invent a big problem and then tell you it's a big problem and then do something to appease their need to be very woke. Well, I... (laughs) always find that interesting the reason we've spent so much time on this is maybe you can see how it happens how it's manipulated so you can stop it in your own community and i hope we can stop it here what what, what's moving forward what are the things people can do to stop this well certainly as dhuhc we have plans we have a strategy to deal with the legislature Mm -hmm. and to deal with the decision making process going forward okay and we want to know who in northern utah is behind this yeah why did they have to reach up north because they didn't get enough support down here did they really do they really understand the situation right do they understand the history there are some that uh maybe understand it generally but if the decision is just because dolly Parton changed the name of her her uh 
her place, you know, it had the name Dixie in it, or the right. Dixie Chicks name their name, and that's enough right. to cause people to start changing names of universities. We want you to think a little more deeply than that and come come get to know us and understand what right. Utah's Dixie really is. I agree. And think about it. You don't want to, if you're going to, our, our president currently is, apparently was in Indiana for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would have gone to Indiana and says, hey, let's change the name Hoosiers. <laughs> Yeah, I would have loved to have seen him do that. But just think about Dixie. The mm-hmm. best, the best allegory here is that for to Utah, mm-hmm. Utah's Dixie is like Aloha is to Hawaii. Yeah, there you go. And that's who we are. Yeah. Is there any way to get some of this administration changed out with what's been happening here? I mean, is that something that can be done in the future? Can the people voice these opinions to the boards? Well, universities evolve. Leadership at universities are are much are visitors, and that may be why we have this problem too. Mm. That they come and they go, sure. and uh, they they make their mark. But this is just the wrong mark to make. Yeah, the the, the people were were criticized and have made some very good decisions in this community as well. Mm-hmm. They've done some very good things at this university. So we got to remember this is this one particular issue we're going after, and that makes a lot of sense. But uh, there is there is still. I think a lot of of time and opportunity to fix this. Hmm. But the only way you're going to fix it in this town is to retreat from this attack on the community. Right. And that has to end. And I think we all pretty much feel that way. Yeah. I just, after watching and looking at at some of the questions and the the way that they were framed to get answers and so forth, I I hope people are accountable for doing that, for maybe skewing this information into facts. I I would hope there's some accountability at the end of the day for having to do that. Well, again, they tried to rely on data that was just improperly gathered, and the lawyers would love to cross-examine those folks. Yes, but uh, they're hiding behind a shield under cover of data because they couldn't produce it themselves. So they tried to get people to go out and gather it for them. But when you see uh, the choice, however they arrived at the current name, Mm -hmm. based on the fact that the other end of the spectrum on the top was the one with the name Dixie, they canceled Dixie, but they added the name that was on the bottom of the stack. That makes no sense. I mean, they obviously yeah. didn't even listen to their their data people. They just ignored them in the end and threw this one out because it's the one they somehow were directed to or their handlers always wanted them to put out there. Yeah. So I, it's a very strange, it's a mystery still. Yeah, because people I know are out there voicing the concern that uh, now we have something 10 times worse. <laughs> what yeah. in the world is going on? And that's Well, it'll be interesting to see it where it goes, like. though, because I think they're going to wander into some other name. Won't it be strange if the Board of Trustees decides to come up with another name? But uh-huh. if they do, we have to vet that name. We're going to need more months to deal with that because only then it becomes Dixie versus what? Yeah. Give us that what, and then the struggle, the challenge, the fight begins. Ooh. And so we're only getting started here, and they need to understand that. Yeah, no one's backing down. Well, they have to understand, as a, as a you know, good revolutionary would say, they've got the watches, mm. but we've got the time. <laughs> I love that. And I, I'm grateful uh, I say to a good you. child of the 60s yeah. would say that. <laughs> I'm grateful to you, Tim, for uh, stepping into this and making sure that um, that voices are getting heard because the the, the thing that, that is on the side of this would be the majority of this community in Southern Utah in general. Uh, Southern Utah did not want to change this. There was no need to change it. There was no problem here. And and that's what I think that some of the some of the strongest voices are saying is, why do you why are you doing this? You don't need to do this. You don't need to ruin our, our heritage. 
Yeah, and I yeah. think at the public at the event the other night with the GOP event, mm-hmm. that was very clear that uh, yeah. the community is very much behind this, keeping yes. the name. At all events, you see this. I, I was even yeah. at a funeral a few days ago where the first time I ever heard clapping in my life when the issue was raised about Dixie mm. and support of it. So and these leaders just, need to speak out. These the, leaders that are sitting on their tails. The heart of the community anything. cannot be taken out, and they have to realize that. We're not going anywhere. Good for you. Good for you. And community leaders, step up. Don't just say you're watching it. Don't just, don't do that mealy mouth thing where you say, oh, I just want to see where it goes. No, be part of this and make sure that they are not allowed to do this, please. That'd be great. That'd <laughs> be great to see that leadership step forward at a time when we, when we really need it. Thank you so much, Tim Anderson. Okay, tonight, 7 p.m., Bell Tower at Dixie State. Show up show up in your red Dixie shirts. That's right. Please. And uh, I love the name Dixie, don't you? Uh, Make sure that you stay on. Melissa's next. We've got some great topics. And then Susan, of course, uh, you're not going to want to miss today's show. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com. Over 2.2 million listens. I can't even believe it. Be right back.